0: the word of truth. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can. I am a believer and not a doubter. I am a doer and not just a hearer. I am humble before the Lord. I am obedient unto the Lord. I am mature in the Lord. I am enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith faith comes comes by hearing, hearing. and hearing by by. the word of God. God. A scripture text comes from a very familiar passage of scripture. And before we read it, I I just want to make sure that you, you know, because sometimes when you get to a a passage of scripture where it's very familiar, sometimes you don't pay attention, because you think you know it all. And so, so, but I believe that God is going to show us some things if we pay attention that we can apply to our lives. So again, we're coming from Jonah, the book of Jonah. We'll be reading verse, chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. I'll be reading the New Living Translation. Your version may be different. One, two, three. All right. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given to you. Verse 3, This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. On the day Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowd, Forty days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh believed God's message, and from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put on their burlap to show their son. You may be seated. How many of you have ever made a mistake and said, if I only had a second chance. How many of you have ever said or made a mistake and said, if I only had a second Look like I'm the only one. <laughs> Glory to your name. Today I want to talk from the subject, advantages of second chance. And so I want to give you a couple of definitions. I I wish I had a chance to write them down uh, uh, and put them on the screen because I think they'll enhance the message. So the first definition is the definition of the word advantage. So I'll read it slow for those who may be writing. Advantage is defined as involving or creating favorable circumstances. Somebody say favorable circumstances that increases the chance of success or effectiveness. The word second chance is defined as another opportunity to do something or prove one's ability or worth. Our text comes from, as I stated before, the book of Jonah. This is a little bit of historical text information. The book of Jonah, the writer, is anonymous. Nobody knows who wrote the book of Jonah. But it's believed that Jonah had something to do with it. Jonah was an 8th century prophet. In other words, Jonah was handpicked by God to do things for God. That's important. In our text, Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. I want to read them again because it is the backdrop of what we're going to be talking about. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Then the Lord spoke to Jonah a second time. Get up. (laughs) Get up and go to the city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time, this time, Brother Charlie, Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took all three days to see it. The statement of God spoke to Jonah a second time and this time he obeyed indicates to us, the readers, that God has spoken to Jonah previously. <laughs> and the actions that he took then were not the same actions that he's going to take the second time. Y'all better hear today. In order to appreciate and comprehend the importance of the second chance, we must first understand the actions of the first. (laughs) Turn in your book or your Bibles to Jonah, the first chapter. Verses 1 through 3. I'll be reading. All right, you with me? The Lord gave this message to Jonah. Of Umiti, Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh, announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah, somebody say but, but Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction. God told him to go to Nineveh, but Jonah, he did rise up. But he rose up and went in the opposite direction. To get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket. And got went on board hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarsus. Ah. Ah. Jonah received, Fabian, specific guidance and instructions. <laughs> God told him to go east. Jonah went west. Jonah told God told him to go to Nineveh by land, he went by sea. (laughs) Oh, y'all better hear me today. God told him to go to Nineveh, and he started toward Tasha. God told him to rise up and speak for him. Jonah tried to... As someone said before, Jonah was not a theological fool. In other words, he knew God. Theology, theology is all about knowing God. He knew God because he was a prophet. Jonah knew he couldn't hide from God. <laughs> you, hey, you can't hide from God. Listen, listen, just in case you don't know, God is every. Charlie, even when you think he don't see you, he see you. Jonah wasn't trying to hide from God. He was trying to not do what God wanted him to do. He was not trying to follow God's plan. God, I hear what you're saying. I know what your plan is. (laughs) But I got other plans. How many times does God talk to us? He said, hey, here's the plan that I have for you. Just a moment of self-reflection. No one can flee from God's presence, Miss Mary. Jonah didn't want to submit to God's will because he didn't like God's plan. There are many people, Major, following Jonah's playbook today. They are theologians, which which means they know what the Bible says. How many times have you talked to somebody and, say, and they say, I know what the Bible says. <laughs> you, you're trying to you're trying to talk to them and you're saying something interesting and they say, I know what. Because they theologians. Amen. They know what the Bible says. They just don't want Like Jonah, they don't like God's plan. So they're going in the opposite direction and fleeing his demands. Here we see Jonah making mistake after mistake mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. But here's the thing about it. Advantage number one, you need to write this down if you got a pen, of second chances is that God gives us second chances, Brother Herb, because we need it. <laughs> Y'all better hear me today. Brother JP, God gives us second chances because we Because we need it. People need second chances, brother Ron. A second chance creates a favorable circumstance that increases that individual chance for success. The second chance gives you an opportunity to to to, to do what you should have done, duh. First time. The second chance provides the individual with an opportunity to, to right a wrong and prove their word. Yeah. Oh, y'all better hear me. Right. Sometimes we, we, we get in relationships and folk us, But when we give them a second chance, maybe they have an opportunity to prove to you and us that their word of a second chance in Jonah's case he was called to preach to the people of Nineveh he tried to get away from God and his calling by jumping aboard a ship and heading far to Tasha Tasha was 2,000 miles away from where he was supposed to go Jonah was a long way off track. Some of us, sometimes we can get a long way from where God wants us to. And when we do that, God provides us a second chance. Second chances are important. Have you ever jumped ship before? God told you to do something, Robin, and you jump ship. It's okay. We're going to see, see see, God telling us this because he wants us to, 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 to realize that, hey, you're going to get some second chance. Running from God's plan can cost you. Ah. Running from God's plan can cost you some time, some money, some health, some peace, and some joy. But make no mistake, Sister Almanita. it will cost you if you run from God's plan. It will cost you. Verse 4. It says, but the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Jonah was headed in the opposite direction when all of a sudden, boom, a storm appears in his life. Sometimes we wonder, why is this happening to me? Verse 4 says, the Lord heralded a powerful wind. The word hurl means to throw or fling with great force. How many of you know that God has all power? Uh, Cliff, we sing that song, but some people really don't understand that God has all power. So at least God has all power. And the Bible said God took the wind and hurled it at John. Wow. He hurled it at him. With great force. Sometimes the storms that come in our lives, God brought them into your life. See, I know you have been some of you have been taught some errors that God don't bring storms. But I just gave you evidence in the Bible that God brought into Jonah's life. He brought a storm into Jonah's life. See? when you're running from God's plan and things get windy in your life, when you're running from God's plan and things get chaotic, it's not a chance event. Y'all hear me? Oh, man, this just No, nah, it ain't a chance event. If you're a believer, Christian, and rebel against God and his ways, he is coming after you. <laughs> Y'all better hear me. You, if you are a Christian, and he tells you to do something, and you try to run, he's coming. <laughs> he's coming for you, because he loves you. And one of the ways he comes for you is he do it through circumstances. Wow. He comes to you through your circumstances. Why is this happening to me? Why is this going on in my life? Why? And here's the thing. I know some of y'all have been told Don't ask why. You think it's disrespectful to ask why. But I'm here to tell you, if you want some clarification sometime, (laughs) you better ask why. (laughs) Just so you can understand. But see, Jonah didn't need no clarification because he knew why. Verse 5. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. Look at this. The sailors are afraid and they're doing everything. You know how it is when you're in, you're in a storm? In, in that particular case, they're in a storm. They're on an ocean, that, uh, in, in the sea, everything. I mean, it's look like... They, so they're trying to do everything they can to heighten their chances for survival. You know, when, when, when a storm's in your life, you're doing everything you can to survive that storm. Yeah. So they're throwing everything overboard to lighten the load. See, when Jonah made the mistake of disobeying God, he not only messed up his own life, but he messed up the lives of those that are around him. (laughs) When you mess up, it can affect the lives of the people that are around you. When you don't do what God tells you to do, it can impact other people's lives. These guys, they just own a ship, getting ready to go where they're supposed to go. They're going to Tarsha. probably where they're supposed to go, Robin. They're supposed to go to Tarsha. Jonah ain't supposed to go. To Jonah, got in, Jonah messed up their plan. Sometimes we can mess up people's lives when we don't follow God's plan for our lives. If you think your sins, your mistakes of disobedience only affect you, you are sadly mistaken. (laughs) No, 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 let me, that was too kind. You wrong. (laughs) You just wrong. What you do affects others. What you don't do that you were supposed to do Perfect.. But all this time, brother, Alex, Jonah was sound asleep. Jonah was asleep in the midst of a storm. I don't know about you. I, 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 I. I've been on airplanes. And when the thing get to rocking, I get up. (laughs) Hey, Pastor, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go looking, (laughs) not sleeping. He was sound asleep. There are some folks that can sleep through anything. There are some folks that have made mistakes and they are sleepwalking through life. Eyes fully open, say, sleepwalking. And chaos that they cost has is all around them. They just oblivious. Chilling. I like that word. In this case, Jonah, they're sewing logs. Probably sound like me. That was what my wife tell me, she said, boy, you be going to hell. She don't call me hell. she called me honey, but you know. But you need to put that Sheet Pap machine on. But, but that, oh, that's too much information? That's TMI? Okay, okay. <laughs> Look at this. In this instance, all hell is breaking loose, and Jonah is sleeping. This lets us know that a per- person can be so far removed from the will of God that they can sleep through a storm which is designed to discipline them. You are in a world of hurt when you are so far removed from God that he sent somebody to discipline you and you trying to sleep through it. Wow. Mind to sleep through. Verse number six. But that old captain ain't gonna let that happen. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep like a time like this? Listen, we up here working. The ship falling apart. You why? You gonna sleep? You need to get up and come over here and help us. And- and figure out why, why, why is this happening? You need to get up and pray to your God. And maybe he will spare us. Look at the irony in that situation, Sister Ernestine. This captain, this pagan, this heathen, Has to tell the man of God to get up and pray. That's a shame. When a heathen has to tell you to do what you should be doing, oh it's a shame when God has to use somebody that don't know him to get you on track on what you spoke. See, but God will do anything or use anybody to get you back on track. Why? Because he loves you that much. The advantages of second chances. Verses 7 through 10, I'm going to consolidate them, and then we'll get on to the next. Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. Verse 8, why has this awful, did I saw you, ain't nothing wrong with asking why. Why has this awful, awful storm come down on us, they demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What mandate they, they be. What is your national, what have you done to get us in this mess? Sometimes people will wonder, why are they in that mess? And, and, and sometimes you uh, could be the cause of their mess. Jonah answered in 9, I am Hebrew." And I worship the Lord God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. Y'all, 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 make notes of this. Y'all made He, my God, the God that I worship and serve. He made the sea and the land. Where were they? At? <laughs> oh, what? Your God. Controls the sea and the sea acting up. The <laughs> <laughs> sea is acting up. And when they heard that, they were terrified. Why are you running from the God that created? The land and the sea. We ain't too smart. But why are you running from somebody who created the land and the sea? Is that actually possible? These are heathens. And I just imagine this is a conversation they're having. Brother Major. Because they don't know his God. How, how is that possible for you to run from him? It was clear to the sailors that Jonah had made his God the one who was apparently trying to kill them because they thought they were going to die with the power of his sea. Verse 11. This is a ski here. And since the storm was getting worse, all the time, they ask him. See, all the time they talking to Jonah, the storm is getting worse. <laughs> Sometimes talking ain't going to stop the storm. <laughs> Sometimes it's going to take some action. So Jonah says, hey. Here's what he says. In verse 12. Throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. I know that this storm is all my fault. Jonah owns up to the storm being his fault. Sometimes all it takes to end chaos in our lives, is to own it. (laughs) To own your responsibility. Jonah owns it, Brother Mike, but he offers the solution. Throw me overboard. And it will become calm again. Why could Jonah say this with so much confidence? Because Jonah knew the problem was not a meteorological problem. The atmospheric conditions did not create the storms and their chaotic circumstances. Their problem was spiritual. (laughs) Y'all better hear me. Their problem was Sometimes, when we're going through things in our lives, (laughs) the problem is, sometimes, when stuff are going all jacked up, you got to look inward, because the problem can be. When you got spiritual problems, what happened is they manifest themselves in the atmosphere. <laughs> Listen. This ain't in my script. My wife, she she's sick, so that's watching she's going in now. When sister Beth and I, if we fight, that's a spiritual problem. See, I'm trying to bring it to your level. When out, when you when you're fighting that's a spiritual problem. It ain't a fit. Fi- it manifests itself maybe in the physical, but it is a. Because there's some anger, there's some something there. That's spiritual. And so Jonah says, hey, I'm the problem, because Jonah knows that he is in spiritual decline. So he said, get rid of me, correct this problem, throw me overboard, and the sea will become calm again. How many of you know that when they did it, the sea became calm again? The the, the guys didn't want to do it. Nobody wanted to throw somebody overboard. But their lives were dependent. Oh. And so they throw him overboard, and Jonah looks like he's about doomed as they prepare him to throw him overboard. It looks like Jonah is doomed to certain death. But God offers Jonah a second chance, he sends a big old fish. <coughs> Swallows him whole, keeps him in his stomach for one, two, three. While he's in there, I imagine Jonah is pondering. Why am I in this situation? But then Jonah does something that's very important. He cries out to the Lord. And the Lord gives him a second chance. God is giving somebody in this room a second chance. He's telling you to value your weight what's going on in your lives. And correct the first time what I've given you the second time. Advantage number one of second chances, it is for you. See, there isn't a human being that ever lived that didn't need a second chance. If you look in the mirror, When you messed up, that's okay. But if you really want to see a mess, look in the Bible. Oh, I ain't supposed to say that. Look in the Bible. In Exodus 2 and 2, Moses committed murder. Anybody here committed murder? Don't raise your hand if you did. I don't want folks thinking differently about you. But God gave him a second chance and God used him to deliver his people from slavery of the Egyptians. Gideon, the old boy, was hiding in a wine press and his whole nation being torn apart. He hiding the earnest thing. God gives him a second chance. And he becomes a mighty warrior and he snatched back his nation from the enemy Amen. sarah god told her he was going to give her a child the girl laughed at him <laughs> i'm 90 some years i'm i'm a, I'm, a, I'm old as, i'm older am i supposed to just <laughs> say that make you laugh She laughed at God, but what you want to know is she had a baby in her 90s. David. Y'all love David because you read his psalms all the time. Well, I got to read me a psalm to open up. Yeah, that David, that David, yeah, that David, that David, that David committed adultery. That David had a man killed. Yeah. Yeah. Yet he's the only man in the Bible that has the inscription written on his stone that he was a man after God's home? Why? Because he corrected the first mistake when God gave him a... The reason God gives you and I second chances is because we sometimes need them, not because we deserve them. Advantage number two of a second chance is that God gives us second chances because others need it. God gives us a second chance because of what it can do for others. Sometimes, Brother JP, it's not about you. This wasn't about Jonah. The people in Nineveh had a need. They needed, not wanted to, they needed to hear what Jonah had to say because their very lives depended on their response to what Jonah had to say. Nineveh was a city of 120,000 people, it was the largest city in the world at that time. But they were sure enough wicked. Man, they, them boys, would, they would torture you, kill you, put your body on display for everybody to see it, then paint pictures in the book so that they could record how wicked and what they had done. Jonah knew this, and he didn't want them to have a second chance. See, there's some people in our lives that we think that are so wicked that don't but deserve a second chance. But God wanted them to have. But God, thank you, brother. But God wanted them to have one. See, that's what it's about. But God, because it's God's plan, it was for them to have a second Jonah went to the city, this wicked city, told them what God said, and they changed their whole lives. These heathens declared a fast and prayed and prayed and changed their lives, all because of the second chance that God gave Jonah to do what he should have done the first time. In summer, we talked about, you get a second chance because you need one. You get a second chance because others need it. God wants you to know today that he has provided us a second chance And you need to do what it is he told you to do. Number two is for others. There's somebody that may be in your area of influence that is waiting on you, and they don't even know it. For you to take advantage of the second chance that God gave you. So that their lives can be made the better for. Them. And speaking of second chances, the greatest second chance that has ever been a ministry is when God in John 3:16 said these words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. I'm done. But I want you to know that there are advantages to second chances. You may be here, and you may not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But I want you to know that today could be your chance. God sent his son here for you and me and all others. And I tell you, if you were to take this chance, your life would be better for you. If you're here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, notice I didn't say know him, because a lot of people know about him. But I'm talking about in relationship. If you don't have a relationship with him, but you feel that the day you're going to take advantage of that, I want to give you the opportunity. All you have to do is just raise your hand. If that's you. That's you. If that's you. Hey Amen. I see no one raising their hand. My second appeal is this. You may want to know more about the Holy Spirit. And we have teachers standing by at the ready to be able to teach you about this Holy Spirit. We sung a song called, Holy Spirit, Fall Down on I Me, mean, Fall Fresh. Listen, if you're going to navigate this life, you can't do it successfully without the Holy Spirit and the intimate knowledge. Now, now, when you become a believer, you get his Holy Spirit. But there's some additional firepower that you can get if you so choose. If you would like just to get the information, know a little bit about more, more about it, just raise your hand. We got some people standing by at the ready over here on the wall that will teach you that. I see no here. My third appeal is, is you're here and you are not affiliated with a local church. You might have a church back home, wherever you consider your home may be. But it's imperative that you also have a local body that you belong to that can minister to your needs locally. If you're here and, and, and you don't have a church home and you would like to make striving for perfection your church home, Pastor Bolin and the rest of us would gladly welcome you with loving and open arms. If that's you, please raise your hand. Please raise your hand. Amen. I believe that everybody here may be family. My last appeal is this. It's prayer. Listen. The captain had to remind Jonah of the power of prayer in the lesson that we talked about. Prayer is extremely important. God can do things that you would never imagine through prayer. So if you have a prayer concern for anything, anything, there's nothing too small and there's nothing too large for God to fit, to help you with. And so if you would desire prayer, you can come to the altar. It's always open. You can stand up or you can just stand in your chair. I see no one coming. So I'm going to pray for us all. God, we thank you for being the awesome God that you are, God. God, we thank you for your manifestation in our service, your service today by coming in, oh Father God, and allowing us to praise you through song, God. We thank you for your awesomeness, God, through our song, God. God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that falls down on us, God. We are appreciative of what He does for in our lives. God, we thank you, oh, Father God, for your word that has come forward, God. God, we thank you, oh, Father God, in advance, oh, Father God, because we believe that your word fell on fertile ground, God. We believe that there are some people's lives that are going to be transformed because your word says that people's lives will be transformed by those who hear and do your word, God. I believe that there's going to be some that's going to not only hear your word, do And God, last thing, not let well, least, God, God, we just want to end with a thank you, God. God, we don't, we probably don't thank you enough, God. It's because of you, God, we live and have our very being, God. And so, God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that you do, have done, and we'll do in the future. It's in your son, Jesus' powerful name, that we pray. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 Amen.